Welcome, everybody, to a very special episode of the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premiere podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Today, we have yet another interview. Another interview where I get to show off my talents and talk to very funny people, sometimes famous. Uh, you know, this is this is one of those things. Today, I'm talking to comedian and actor Tone Bell. Tone Bell's been around for a little bit. You might remember him from such films as The United States versus Billie Holiday, as well as the television show American Soul, the television show Disjointed, Truth Be Told, what else, what else, what else, Fam. Uh, what's the big one? What's the big one? Bad Judge. He was also on Bad Judge. He's a very nice guy and very, very funny. Otherwise, I wouldn't have talked to him. <laughs> Talk to somebody I don't like. <laughs> no way. He has a new album coming out called One Night in Austin. It's from Blonde Medicine coming out today of all days, the day that you're listening to this. Well, I mean, it's already out the day you're listening to us. <laughs> it came out September 3rd. It is out September 3rd. I'm recording this in the past. Tone is uh, exceptionally funny. Very interesting guy. He t- he tells a lot of uh, great jokes that don't steer in the way that you think they're going to steer. I was very excited to talk about him. He also had a he also had a, a Comedy Central half album uh half album, excuse me. I'm sorry. I was looking at the word album. <laughs> a Comedy Central half hour. And that's a that's a very big piece of news because that show I, I think Comedy Central uh, the half hour the and the Comedy Central presents that's that's just that's that, that's a that's a podium that everybody should want to land on. He's also done the Laugh Factory. And I think he did another half hour. Anyway, Tone Bell, funny guy. One night in Austin is the sophomore release coming from him. And in today's interview, we talk about that. We talk about the movies he's been in, the acting. And we also get a little bit serious when talking about uh, his uh, the, the shows I mentioned that he was on. Uh, we're all, you know, even though they were uh, very big, on network or on streaming and they were they had giant pushes behind them and the whole full faith of the network was behind them uh they did not turn out uh great they never none of them got past I, I don't think the first season or so uh but you know what he's a hot commodity and and uh everybody wants to work with him i mean come on look at the guy funny guy telling jokes good comedic actor there you go. That's all. That's all. That's all. You can't beat that. So Tone Bell, One Night in Austin, out today. Check it out after you check out this interview I had with him. Thanks for listening. Oh, also, hold on. I got to have to uh, tell, talk about the rest of the stuff. Um, Cpluscomedy.com if you want to see some more interviews with your favorite comedians. Instagram, Twitter, at Cpluscomedy. Be on Instagram and Twitter, at Chad Black White. If you want to follow Tone Bell, you can do that on Instagram and Twitter. I'm currently pulling up both of those right now. 
It looks like it's at Tone Bell. No one else has his name. So at Tone Bell. Follow him. Listen to the album wherever you get music and albums. Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube Music, if that's your bag. Okay. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, what, I, what else have I done? Uh, oh, YouTube.com slash comedy if you want to see a video version of this interview. Is that it? Rate, review, subscribe to this Constitutionals, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>
You know what? I think I want. I think I. You know, we'll go to Shark Tank. I'll, I'm I'm officially back in. Man, if you don't think Damon Mark Cuban falling for this, I'm telling you, man. The older you get, I dare say make it Velcro. Oh yes, even better. Come on, man. Get out. Get out of with these buttons and these snaps. Let's step into the new millennium. I mean, quick. <laughs> Cleaning them is just going to be the worst. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. You know, th- again, thanks for sitting, sitting down with me to talk about uh, you, your work in the comedy world. Uh, you're a very funny guy. I saw, I remember uh, watching your half hour special uh, in, in, what was that now, like six years ago? Like Man, 2015, yeah. Jeez, and uh, and that was, because uh, I, I, I hadn't watched, I mean, I, I don't watch a lot of stand-up now, but back then I was just, you know, taking whatever I could get. Yeah, and uh, yeah. that was the that was the revamp of the Comedy Central half hour. That was yeah. that had to be such a cool experience to be on uh, on on that stage you, under that name of Comedy Central with the with the, the new half hour special. Man, it was amazing. Uh, you know, because when you get into it, you know, you you set, you know, you said like what you think are going to be realistic goals, and you don't know how. You know, especially being fans of people that don't always get one. You know what I mean? It's like dudes you could be fans of you. I've been watching you for 10 years and maybe, I don't know if you didn't want a half hour or maybe the half hour went away or, you know, what happened. And, but luckily I got an opportunity to do one. So yeah, it's, you know, you set that five, 10 year goal of like, I want a half hour. And then it comes and you go, all right, what's next? You know what I mean? Like you, you get it and then you go like, cause I got friends that, that have done three half hours and friends that have done three hours you know so it's like but but it's still i think you just got to set the goal and go man i definitely want to do a half hour first i want to do an hour i want to do you know you just set the goal and you try to you try to get there and luckily man it's uh career-wise has been uh everything i've wanted to do i've been able to do how how does it uh how did it feel you know doing doing that the process of preparing for it and then actually doing it in front of a crowd that was there to more or less see you Man, it, that's that's the best part. I mean, it was, I mean, like, I, I remember Sam J, who's hilarious. Sam J is killing right now. Yeah. And she was at my half hour taping. And uh, she was like, yo, this this is, this is, and then to watch her do this now, I mean, it's, it's, um, the experiences around it and the peers that are there and, and it's people who, you know, it's only 10 people that get one, you know? So, so out of hundreds of thousands of comics, and then they pick a small group. And, and so you do feel, you feel lucky, you feel special. I mean, it's called a special for a reason, you know, but my biggest issue is I black out when I'm on stage. I don't know what, I don't remember anything from the state. I don't remember. And people go like, you don't remember shit? I'm like, I don't remember nothing. Mm-hmm. Like by the time I go, I mean, I usually start off with one more time for me. That's usually my first line. And then until I put the mic away, someone's like, how was it? I'm like, I don't know what y'all think. I, I black completely out. Even my hour special on Showtime, I black the fuck out. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I uh, I know I noticed that. Uh, uh, I mean, not the fact that you black out, but you've got your delivery. You've got like five or six one-liners in the middle of a joke. And then you have, uh, and, and it's very fast. It's very fluid. It flows very well. And then at the end, uh, it's a very soft or hard landing onto the punchline that you deliver very slowly and it's and people are just catching up and uh, it's insane delivery that i think really works well especially for your voice oh thank you thank you yeah i mean like it's it's one of those i mean i heard uh, a comic 
talk about what, if I'm not mistaken, he was talking about uh, how Chris Rock mentioned that a while ago. There's another comic in, in Dallas named Paul Varghese who, who mentioned that early on in my career. And he, he was talking about just when the, you know, the click of the roller coaster goes up and the build up and everything, and then you get to the top. And then yeah. right when you drop that punchline, you should be going back up again. And so if we're talking about just ups and downs of a roller coaster, to me, there's, there's also that straightaway in a roller coaster that's just for speed, right? So like, that's the pause to me that allows people to go, where are we going with this? And then from there, it's either going to be build back up again or drop. So to me, it's like that anticipation of we don't know what the next move is going to be. Yeah. And, and it's also the subject matter, like the the joke you have about um, working out at the gym, which is, which is a, a segment of its own in the half hour special. But yeah. it's uh, it's it's not as simply boiled down as you know, men and women are different or white people talk like this and black people talk like that, <laughs> it is the, which, which is something I think about like constantly. Like I like, that's why I kind of don't watch a lot of standup anymore is because we still have comics doing nineties material in 2000. And so if you can be as esoteric, I hate to sound like an asshole, but if you can yeah. be as esoteric and talk about, you know, going to the gym and getting big, I mean, or not getting big in, in your case, uh, <laughs> and that's not a slam. Uh, I think, I think that, I think that, that, that's such a that's a very smart way to do stand up. Yeah, I mean, it's man, everything is funny, everything. It doesn't matter. I mean, that that that's what like always drives me crazy about. I mean, you know, I got friends from home that'll be like, oh, I don't like white comedy. It's like I could repeat a joke from a comic that I know who's white, and they would laugh, and I'd be like, that was a white dude's joke. Yeah, you thought it was funny. It's like you don't give stuff a chance. So like, I think if, if people just open themselves up to Man, I never thought this could be funny. Like you take something very small. I mean, to me, it's like the Seinfeld effect, right? I mean, like that's what Seinfeld was. Like I'm gonna take this very small thing and blow it out of proportion. Mm-hmm. And so that was a huge influence. Like what? What's so small? Like what's so funny about pull-ups? Sounds like nothing, but all right, here's a story, and then here's some examples, and here's some examples, and here's why pull-ups are dumb. Right. Like there's a result that comes from it, but. Also, when I'm going to need this, when I'm going to need this ability to just do it over and over again, yeah, muscles are fine, but I lock my doors too, so I don't need these muscles. Right. You know what I mean? So like, it's, it's like, to me, that's the give and take. Anything is funny. Anything. It doesn't really matter what it is. If you can find that relatability to it, or it's so, so ridiculous, people just have to go on a journey with you, it works. Yeah, and uh, also, uh, yeah, you're not going to need to rip off... Uh... What, what is it? Zombies arms? You know, just want to, you don't want to be the leader. You want to be the second in command. <laughs> right. Like there's too much pressure. That's, that's such a, that's a, a very funny add on. Um, what's it, what's it like recording with cameras in the room and knowing that this is going to be on television? It's because it has to be different from just recording at, you know, a co- the comedy store or uh, anyone, anything that's, that's not going to be seen by a, a wider audience you know you're you're doing if you're yeah. at a comedy show you're doing a show just for those people but if you're shooting for television if you're doing late night you have to make sure it's broad and wide enough for everybody to get well like late night i think is one thing because like you know you're a guest on the show and it's your special it's it's all of it's, it's you it's this is what the product i want to put out mm-hmm. i think a lot of especially now when you do uh late nights it's a it's a 
it's an appetizer to hopefully you want to see more of me, right? Mm-hmm. But when it's an hour, it's it's yeah. When the camera's on, I mean, uh, some you know, specials are different now, but I mean traditionally, I think it's just here's what I've been working on for the last couple of years. So it really should be fluid. It should really just be so. I, like I said, I black out, so the cameras didn't even matter to me, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, I've been to specials where you know, you have to reset, right? So you, 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 you take two versions of it, you do Friday night, you do Saturday night or whatever, you do two and a, two and a Saturday, whatever it's gonna be. And you gotta reset this stool in the right place because it's not gonna look right when we cut here. Or you got, you know, so that can be tricky. Um, but I've never had to reset myself, which is, which is nice. I've seen people have to go reset themselves and it doesn't really break the flow because everybody there wants you to win anyway. That's also what's nice about it. I mean, unless people don't know what you're doing, which would be kind of silly because all these cameras around, they should know, but unless they don't know what you're doing. Everybody is here to see you win. So, I mean, it, it's it's a great feeling because even jokes that didn't work as well, like it might not even be a joke, to be honest with you. It could just be a setup or a transition or some sort of segue. Right. And you get a laugh in places you didn't think you was gonna get a laugh because everybody wants you to win. And you're like, man, this never got a laugh before. I guess I'll keep going. I guess, I, I guess I'll just drop this next tag. And, and, and so you start finding stuff and hopefully have more fun, but I mean, like I said, in my case, it's I know I'm having so much fun because I leave it all out there. I don't really know what happened. Is um and, and so I want to get to the to the album uh, One Night in Austin. I had to look up the name. I did not get to hear it yet. I did not even get uh, <laughs> to hear it. But uh, Listen, very, I, I haven't sent it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, but I'm, I'm very interested in it because, uh, again, you're a very funny guy and you've got these ideas that just go beyond traditional comedy. Um, what did you, was that recorded before the pandemic or during? Uh, no, uh, I just, uh, this past June. Wow, okay. So, so my idea was, you know, in a, in a regular year at the end of 20 or, or top of 21, I was hoping to be touring with last year to, to, to be able to do a new special, to do a new hour. Hmm. Because that didn't really happen. Uh, and some people got some hours out that are really good, but I didn't want to do like pandemic jokes or a bunch of COVID jokes or, yeah. uh, you know, just leaning in on what a lot of people are going to talk about in the first place, you know? So it was, it was, I mean, kind of, it was almost like a, um, you know, people on Instagram now do these meme dumps or mm-hmm. like these, these photo dumps or whatever. It was, it was almost like a, a, a story dump. I mean, really, it was like, this is stuff that I've been working on in 19, stuff that kind of happened in 2020, not related to, uh, the pandemic at all and it's just stuff I wanted to get out and, and as soon as I felt like I had a through line it was like alright man let's record this I, I'm probably just probably not going to be a special but uh, these are man this shit's funny and let me let me put some content out for some people so I mean that's why like it didn't really go on theme which is like uh, I mean I it was going to be called like One Night in Miami but in Austin because yeah. the cover art looks like Miami it ain't Right. So, it was, I mean, it's just a photo shoot we did. It was like, man, let's just make it look silly, make it look sexy and then tell some stories. And then it's probably the most graphic I've ever gotten, especially like uh, sexual content. So um, that's a little different for me, but it's still a it's still a dope story. So, I mean, it really was just wanting to get this out of my system. And then I haven't put anything new out. And it was like, I got these stories. Probably two of those jokes will make two of those stories will probably make it onto the next special. because I think the, there's a visual there that was going to help. But uh, and also it was it was great because nobody knew I was recording. Wow! Like the audience didn't know I was recording, so they found out at the end. So it was just very organic. I mean, it, it's a club set. Nobody knew that this was going to be an album. They didn't know they were a part of it. So it's like a slow burn. And people, 
getting to know who I was. If they'd never seen me before, I had fans there, had some people who had never heard of me, I'm sure. Mm. And so we start slow and like a nice intro, then we start chipping away. And then about 20 minutes in, that shit, we start rolling. That that's a that's a good way to approach it. Uh, I think that you know, in five ten years, uh, when this pandemic is, I don't want to say over. I I can only assume it will be, but when it's behind us, and uh, and we're looking back on the shows and movies and and specials and everything that was and music that was made within the the this time frame of you know a couple of years, those a lot of them won't age well. But if you can do something that is just so green then uh, why not? Because I mean, it's, yeah. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear like, oh, I sat at home for 18 months. Like that's, that's not funny. Like, I mean, sure now it's funny, but you know, in, in 2031, when, uh, when the aliens have finally decided to kill us all, I mean, it's not going to be funny at all. You don't think they're going to be nice? Uh, you know, I, uh, maybe May- they might be, but they've been getting old episodes of I love Lucy and leave it to Beaver. Uh, we've been broadcasting that out to the stars. I don't think oh, you didn't get an analog TV. <laughs> They're like, have you guys seen I Love Lucy? And we're like, we're talking, we're talking about you know Game of Thrones at this point. <laughs> I think they're gonna be nice. I'm hoping they're nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be like, I don't know them. Take me with y'all. I'm good. <laughs> I'm ready to get out of here. Uh, so I also want to touch on uh, the sitcom acting. I, I've seen all of the shows that you that have sadly been canceled but that you've been a part of <laughs> uh and it's uh i mean it's a shame it's a shame but multicam is a really good job you work you know four or five days a week and you get paid really well uh uh what the transition the tra- what was that transition like do, doing stand-up but also doing multicam but then uh and you don't have to go into this if you don't want to but uh, the pain that comes with the job of losing those multicams because each one of those were, you know, huge, big name shows, you know, from Whitney to Disjointed. So yeah. how, how did that feel for you? I mean, look, man, it's it's, uh, it's beautiful. And then it's it hurts, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, I mean, it's I was saying this earlier during the during the interview, but um, I mean, I. Unbelievably so, I end up getting the opportunity quick, right? So I get to LA in August of 2011, and within the first year I was there, I'm a regular on a TV show, right? Did a couple commercials, did like one arc on a on a on a VH1 show, and then I'm in the lead cast of a sitcom, and then that leads to another sitcom, and that leads to another sitcom, and they and they get taken away. But the best part is doing something that honestly, very few get the opportunity to do and not ever knowing if you're going to do it. So each one is kind of like, man, I didn't even know, you know, my, my Twitter bio is like, we're luck and timing equals rent. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, I like it's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, so yeah, it's bittersweet. Cause you like, I got the job, it, it got on air. For some reason, can't get a sing, uh, season two. For some reason, can I get the season two? So which is why my, my first hour special is called can't cancel this. Like this is the first thing I've done that y'all cannot cancel. Like that, everybody thought it was cancel culture when they finally saw it. And I was like, no, nah, man, this this is about my career, right? But but yeah, I mean, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. I mean, I mean, luckily, uh, I mean, every cast I've had has been unbelievable, and and they're all better every time. It's just you know, it's it's it's. I've luckily never had a job that I hated. The cast has always been great, so it's it's. I mean, just the opportunity itself is is a is a blessing, and, and wouldn't trade it. Yeah. Now I'd be I'd be. 
extremely rich if I could get four seasons in. If I could get, if I could, if I could give me eighty, if I could give me some blackish money. Oh yes. If I, I was with Kenya when he got the call that blackish got, we were in the mall shopping, and he was like, "Yo, black, yo, the show just got picked up. I, I think I got to call my wife." I was like, "Yeah, you should probably get the fuck out of the mall with me and call your wife." Yes, you should probably do that. And then next thing I know, eight seasons, man. It's it's. Uh, you know, these, you know, then you, you see Anthony Anderson rolling in the Maybach and you go, yeah, man, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And that, and that Anthony's hosting uh, Truth Be Told and that's in its what, fourth or fifth season two? I mean, and he's just sitting there making jokes with his mom. Corona com- or Smirnoff commercials. I mean, he's he doing everything. <laughs> he went from Kangaroo Jack to Truth Be Told and Black. What was the, what was the, where he played the chubby kid on the basketball show? What show was that? Uh, that came on Saturdays. You know what I'm talking about? He played Teddy. Oh my God! This is the callback. Uh, I mean, he been he been working. Anthony yeah. Anderson been been in the game. Yeah, I, I'm I'm so proud of him. I don't know him. I'm not like <laughs> you. I don't know him, I'm so proud of him. Uh, and, but but then now you've been able to uh, you know translate that into uh, so a little bit of dramatic acting in, in uh, Sylvie's Love and yeah. uh, the United States versus Billie Holiday, which is uh, a, a transition that comedians only make when they're in their late fifties. So again, you are just jumping ahead in your career, which is, which is uh, an astonishing achievement. Uh, well, I mean, I guess you did that math or, or, or took that average, uh, which I didn't know. Uh, I was talking to comedian Coco Brown and, um, she wasn't comparing me to, but she goes, the last person I've seen, I really do this is, is Jamie. And, and, or just, you know, go from, you know, comedy to drama like that. But I think I think it's more than that to be honest with you. I mean, Kevin's done a little bit of it now with some drama, uh, some dramatic stuff. I think Marlon has had a, a kind of a, I mean, is it Requiem for a Dream back in the day? And then I mean, I think Marlon's kind of tapped into to a lot of that. And I don't think I don't think he gets enough credit with that. But I think it's some other comics that do it. But I I do think um, there's a uh, you gotta you gotta want to do it, right? It's I mean, there's a, there's a there's a part of me, of course, I got frustrated with sitcoms going, they're dying. I love it, but people don't want it. And then it also just gives yourself another challenge. Like, is, is this a challenge I can I can face? Can I meet it? So it's, it's uh, that's like when uh, Naeem Lynn said in a bit at one point, like if, uh, you know, I never want to reach 10 because if I, if I reach 10, then the only way to go is down, right? right. So like you always want, a, to set a new goal so that, you know, all right, comedy I can do. I, I've, even if you don't know about me, I've proven that people want to invest in my humor. All right. So I can do a sitcom. I can do a single cam. I can do a half hour special. I can do an hour special. I've done late night. I've, so checking these boxes off of things I want for my career. It's like, all right, and now I want to do, I mean, in, in, in a year, I mean, I look the same in both, in both movies with the hair and, and the, and the mustache and everything, but uh, two different sides, man, you know, getting a chance to, kind of play a villain when I've always traditionally played a nice guy. So that was also like, a. luckily I look different enough to me so people don't recognize me because people hate that, man, people hate that character. People hate that motherfucker. I mean, it is. I've heard, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got people, moms that look at me different now. <laughs> That's, uh... I got to walk into their house with my hands in my pocket. They don't, they don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't let my hands roam freely no more. I'm so, I'm so, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Um, I also I also want to mention before we go, uh, you were on American Soul. I was in the background of, uh, of one or How two. How were you? 
It was, I don't even remember. I think it was a, uh, a church scene. Uh, it was shot, obviously shot here in Atlanta, but right. But I think we're in a church dream sequence. And, uh, I, it was the last time I said, you know what? I'm, I'm too, this is so stupid. I'm too <laughs> big of a person to, uh, in the industry to do background stuff. And all, and this is, and this is all I do. This is all I do. I do this and I produce news sometimes. And, uh, but like, it's I was, our life, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it anymore. I, I mean, that's, I, I, I had my days of doing background, man. And that is a tough, but I will say, I mean, I've gotten some friends, some background work and some stand-in work like in LA. And, uh, which is, if you're trying to meet some people, you know, somebody on the, if, if it's random, that shit tough. Yeah. If you know some people on set, you come in, like I can network a little bit. I can, uh, you know, because if it was a hundred dollars a day and some food, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. If if you can, if you need that, is there? I will give it that. But uh, yeah, that's a tough life, man. Like sitting around for 12, 14 hours and like doing nothing. Yeah. Sometimes you outside. I mean, that's I did one. I did one joint. Um, back in the day. I mean, this was I was like, this before I even even started comedy. I was doing this HBO feature and I had like, I don't know, I would say one line, but it was like four words. And then they cut that and then I end up seeing it later. And it's just a wide shot from a train of me playing a slave. And I had all these close-ups, and I had these, had like these three words. And I was like, yo, I'm in. And then I see it and, I, and they were like, did, did you see you? I was like, I mean, I saw, I think that was me. <laughs> And I was like, I can't, I can't do this no more. That's so I cannot do this no more. That the the American Soul one, I think, was sixty four dollars, and then obviously tax that's like fifty two or fifty eight. Uh, but I did get an email for one for uh, an HBO limited series or something like that. That was two fifty two per day plus a hundred dollars COVID. Like that was a COVID rate too. And then okay, you also okay. get sequestered, and then you get paid a different rate for sequ being sequestered. So all in told, it would be like, if you worked a week, it'd probably be like 1200 bucks. And uh, I just thought, whoo, that's, that's the life, man. That's, I mean, yeah, that ain't, that ain't terrible. Yeah. That ain't terrible. I, when I was in Dallas, I did, I forget the name of the show. It was an NBC show that was shooting in Dallas where they shot this. I don't know if they shot the series there, but they shot this episode in Dallas. And uh, I got, what'd you say you made 64? Yeah. Okay. For American soul, right? Was that American soul? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I made $88. For this thing, uh, this is back in like 2010, maybe $88. And the agent that called me called me for her commission. Oh my God. Jeez. I was like, I gotta go take this bitch $8. <laughs> I gotta go, I gotta go this and I was mad. I, I, I took it in the office and she was like, Sorry, you can write me a check. I was like, I'm not wasting a check on you. And also, I counted out eight singles and I dropped them over 90 cents. I was like, I cannot believe you asking me for this. Oh God. Take it, take your little money. I want to see you put it in your purse. Take, take it, grab it. No, no, I'm not going to leave it there. I want you to touch it. I want you to show me that you needed this money. I was, I was so hot. I was so hot. No, no, pick it up. I should have took it in nickels. That's what I should have done. I should have took it in all change. I wasn't as petty as I am now, though. Oh God. Uh, well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, at least you're not petty enough to. You know, you, you're going out there. Oh, I am. I am that petty now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm absolutely that petty now.
Well, we proved you proved me wrong. Uh-huh. I should have made her come get it from me. That's what I should have. Should have like I got your money. I'm not spending the gas money to go and give you this. As a matter of fact, I'm in Fort Worth, so you're gonna have to burn fifteen dollars of gas to come get your less than nine dollars. That's what I should have done. Damn, golly. Uh, well, Tone, uh, it looks like we're out of time. I didn't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're a busy guy, but all good, uh, all good. Thank you, man. I I, I appreciate this. Uh, again, you're a very funny person, and uh, it's it's I'm I'm so glad that your your career is just skyrocketing. It's it, you're doing. Hey, wonderful. man, I appreciate it, and, and good luck to yours as well, man. I appreciate it, and Thank uh, you, and, and uh, if they, if man, let's make sure you get it out, man. I, I hope you enjoy it. Oh, oh, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to try to get my hands on it before the before it comes out. So, yeah, work. But all right, man, you have a good rest of your week. All right, Jed.